everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Creative Elixir podcast. I'm Rose Stardust and I'm here to inspire you to be creative, to be you and to step into your power. This episode, we're going to have some existential ponderings. (laughs) And this is because I have been having them myself, and I assume because of the current world events and the seemingly bleak uh, future of our planet and our species, we are probably experiencing it at the same time. Most of us, let's say. People express their fears of the future differently. Some people just pour themselves into their work. Some people don't talk about it, just internalize it. Some people possibly talk about it like I do. And we all have ways of sharing it with each other. So nowadays, every time I catch a glimpse of the news, I find myself getting extremely anxious. I already have a bit of an anxiety issue. It doesn't take much unless I do the things that help me control it. And when I look at the news and I see all these horrible things happening everywhere, the things that are related to climate change, obviously, like we experienced here in British Columbia, some of the hottest days that were ever recorded in Canada. This summer, we had two heat waves, many days about above 30 degrees. Normally, the summers I've been here, we've only had a couple of days above 30 degrees if any. And it's been so dry and there's been so many fires and that is a common problem that happens here anyways. But it was so hot and so dry that a couple of towns actually completely burnt, like just down to the ground. And when I see and read these things, it obviously terrifies me there are other reasons. <laughs> okay, so a little disclaimer. I'm going to depress you a little bit at first. And I already started, I think. But I promise it's only to lift you up right after. So, yes, things seem bleak. The future seems grim. People seem mean. Like, I see a rise in... People being angrier, people being more racially biased, or less maybe, I don't know. But it seems more obvious now, or it seems more out in the open than it was in the last decade or two. Um, While we seem to be going in the right direction in terms of tolerance, we're also seemingly going the wrong direction by tolerating intolerance. And again, all of this just makes me anxious about what's to come. 
are we at the end of our rope? Is this it for humanity? I think um, if I had children, I probably would be even more worried, right? And I'm not saying these things to make you more worried. You're probably already experiencing and thinking about all these things. I don't need to necessarily point them out, but there's a reason I'm pointing them out. It just seems like we've come to a point where there's going to be possibly bad things. But then again, I don't want to think about it. You don't want to think about it. We don't want to spend our days wallowing in a worry and not loving our lives. So I was thinking, okay, what can I say to my fellow humans, the few of you who are here listening, to make you feel a little bit better? Because I'm good at talking myself out of these dark moments. What can I share with you that might uplift you a little bit? Let's talk about how we each are absolute miracles. And I don't mean it in terms of religious miracles. I mean it in terms of mathematical probability. The fact that you are listening to my voice somewhere on this planet right now is a miracle in itself. You found my little podcast and you're listening to it and I hope my voice can give you some hope for the future. And you, my friend, are a miracle because you simply exist and you are you and you exist today, right now, in this moment. You could have existed maybe thousand years ago and maybe you did but either way you are here right now listening to me and you are a miracle do you want to know how much of a miracle you are let me tell you you are here and your chance of being born was about 1 in 400 trillion. So you won a lottery. Whatever lottery it was. You don't remember before you were here on this planet. You don't remember when you're a baby even, right? But perhaps you were somewhere else. Perhaps you weren't. Perhaps you were someone else. And perhaps you weren't. The truth, the only thing that we can gather is evidence we can gather scientifically. Everything else is philosophizing. And that's fine. I'm philosophizing right now. As I said, you won a lottery of a one in four trillion chances. That's incredible. So you are here. So this whole idea that it's one in four trillion is taken from a TED talk by Mel Robbins, a self-help author. I do really like her TED talks. 
But then a little bit more research into the proba probability gave me this Huffington Post entry article from quite a few years back. And it turns out the probability is actually so much less, so large that it's like going to hurt your head to even think about all the numbers. So the article is by, I want to give you some credit, Ali Benazer, Dr. Ali Benazer, or, <laughs> and he says, so what's the probability of your being born? It's the probability of 2.5 million people getting together about the population of San Diego, each to play a game of dice with trillion-sided dice. Each roll the dice, and they all come up with the same exact number, say 550 billion... 343,279,001. So it's a miracle, he concludes. And then he says, now go forth and feel and act like the miracle that you are. And it's absolutely true. You are a miracle. No matter how small you feel, no matter you how helpless you feel at times or how anxious and down you feel, you are a mathematical miracle. The chances of you being here are so small that you must have won a cosmic lottery to be in this existence right now. Did I blow your mind? <laughs> your mind was probably blown before this by these similar facts. But if that doesn't give you some existential, the opposite of nihilism, purpose, then what possibly can, right? Also you existing right now is a miracle. Let's think about it. A lot of people I hear like, oh, I wish I would have been born in the days we were, you know, outside and um, loving each other and before cell phones and before technology and before this and that. Okay. I get the romanticizing of times, simpler times, but were they really simpler? Let's think about this. Imagine just the last century before this, like the 20th century, we had two world wars and multiple small wars. The generations that lived, say, who were born in the early 1900s lived through two major wars. especially in Europe, people lived through them. Is that where you wanted to live? Is that the life you wanted? The precariousness of 
not knowing if you were going to be bombed. Let's roll back another hundred years. Would you rather have lived in times where slavery was normal? Where women had no rights? In fact, a woman like me would not have peacefully existed? Think about it. Would you rather have lived a hundred years before that where industrial revolution was just taking place and you had to possibly work in a coal mine somewhere or all you could do was making babies? Your choices would have been so limited. Go even further back. You're only here today because Perhaps those people existed and fought the battles that they did. But additionally, those battles are not the ones that you probably want to fight right now. Like if we go back to times where, you know, there was nothing, just we were hunting and gathering still. We had no time for anything else. Most people died at like 35. You know, eight out of 10 babies probably died before they reached year one. And people had only survival on their minds. Like you had to wake up and you had to go hunt and gather and you had no time to do anything else. This is why it took us so long to actually reach a state where we could have time to think, to create, to invent. And um, arguably, there's obviously a lot of theories about this. It started with, you know, farming and being able to grow our own food instead of just hunting and gathering. And that freed up some time for some people to do other things than just getting food. I don't want to have to live in those conditions, do you? Okay, so what time on this planet seems like the most wonderful time to live in? Without romanticizing it, it's today. We are living through the golden age of humanity. And this will be written in history books one day if we don't actually go completely downhill from here. I know it seems horrible, like with the pandemic, with everything that seems so out of balance right now. It seems bad, but it's not that bad. We can freely discuss these things, have time to make podcasts, Women can vote. Women can do other things than have babies and look after homes. Men can do other things than just hunt and, you know, fight. We have medicine. We have enough technology to reach each other and talk about these things. And that is a blessing and a curse. 
Another thing I hear from people is how technology is horrible. It's not horrible, okay? It's just, I know it amplifies the amount of things we know about. Back before internet, all media was, you know, controlled to a certain point. So we didn't hear all the things that happened in the world. Now, again, this is a two-sided coin because there's a lot of misinformation out there and the age of the internet makes it much easier for that misinformation to be relayed beyond bounds. That being said, we now are able to see the injustices and the sufferings of other people. We can't as easily ignore it. If you can keep an open mind and be skeptical and possibly not read, like not believe in everything you read and um, not believe in everything you see, you can see the world is not just composed of what you see around you. And that, I know that adds to our anxieties, right? You don't want people to suffer if you're a good person, but you also want to be able to enjoy your life without constantly thinking about everybody else that's suffering. It's a fine line, I know. But if we know we can help each other or we can actually change it, if we all decide that we're going to make the world a better place, we could actually do it. If we all decide we're going to put a stop to climate change, we can actually do it. It does take a lot of people, but a lot of people are made up of individuals. You're an individual and your choices and what you do makes a difference. When it comes down to it, if you feel powerless in as opposed to people who are billionaires. You have to realize one thing. You make those people billionaires. You are maybe a drop in the pond, but the pond is made up of drops. If we make choices as a collective that benefit us as a collective, as opposed to just benefit the individual. We can change things. We have all the power. We make rich people rich. We pay for their things. There's a system in place that feeds within itself, but it is unsustainable at this level, at this speed. And we all have to think about what we can do in small ways to do our part. Now, it's easy to say when you live in a first world country. I know. There's so much more to it than I can elaborate on. I'm not an expert. I am just a concerned citizen. But if we all keep ignoring it, it's not going to get better. 
just like if you break a limb and if you keep ignoring it, it's not going to get better. It's going to maybe heal, but just malform. Is that even a word? Anyways, you know what I'm trying to say. So to make change, we all need to change our ways slightly, little bit, not any, you don't have to do anything huge. Next time you buy a car, maybe buy an electric car. Next time you buy a furnace, maybe buy a geothermal furnace. Next time you buy something, if it comes in a huge giant blister pack, maybe don't buy it. Buy the thing that comes in the nice cardboard package that can be recycled. It's the little things. Don't go to the dollar store to buy things that are going to become garbage. Spend a little bit more money and buy something from a company that cares that will last you a decade. These small behaviors, I promise, will make a difference. But we all have to do something, right? And it'll make you feel better to make the right choices. Do you eat meat every meal every day? Change that. First of all, it's better for you. Second, it's better for the planet. Do you have children? Are you concerned about their future? Then do things that help their future. Don't just check out. Because your small behaviors are small behaviors. They're all part of the collective. Anyways. (laughs) Let's get back to the existential part. So... Knowing you're a miracle and knowing that you live today in an age where you are capable of making a difference or talking to other people and making a difference should make you feel a little bit better about how much power you have over your own life and over the future of our planet. Take a deep breath. You are a miracle, and you are capable of miracles. If you just wake up, do the same thing every day, and you're not feeling good about it, feel empowered to change something that does make you feel good. Not guilty, not regretful. Something good, like something truly good. Can you do something good? Can you give someone something that makes them happy, even if it's a compliment? These are things that will improve all our lives. If you feel angry instead of anxious and sad, I totally get it. Because I feel angry all the time. And it doesn't feel good. I've gotten better, but not fully better. I think anger is a human emotion that's like a placeholder for other things. Like we don't want to feel vulnerable or weak or sad. So we feel angry. We hate something about our lives and we feel helpless to change it. 
and we feel angry. So anger is like a side effect of other emotions, I think. This is how I have experienced it in my own life and how through self-reflection and journaling and looking inwards, I have seen that anger is a side effect of other emotions. And anger can be healed, can be controlled. If you're angry about something for hours, you're not reflecting about it. So anger is a good sign for you to look inside and find out what it's a side effect of and face that thing. Whether it's something you can fix or not, it's best to face it. Now let's talk about existentialism in a different way. We didn't really look at what existentialism is or what it can mean. So one of the best ways I can explain it is already explained by someone much more capable than me. So Jean-Paul Sartre. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. That's how we said it when I learned about him. In his essay, Existentialism is a Humanism, this is what he wrote. What do we mean by saying that existence precedes essence? We mean that man, first of all, exists, encounters himself, surges up in the world, and defines himself afterwards. If man as the existentialist sees him is not definable, it is because to begin with he is nothing. He will not be anything until later, and then he will be what he makes of himself. Here it is made clear what is meant by existentialists when they say meaning is a consequence of engagement and commitment. How I interpret that is that I am the master of my own destiny, master of my own meaning. I would like to believe that I am here as a miracle and I have a purpose, even though this cannot be proven. And that having that purpose gives me hope and euphoria knowing why I do things helps me have clear goals to reach. And that's a good thing. I don't want to wallow in worry, sadness, anxiety for the rest of my life. I don't know what is after this life. I do know, however, I'm here right now. I don't want to count on things I can't put into words necessarily. But what feels good inside? What truly connects with me? Is to give people some hope for their own lives. Nothing makes me sadder than people going through life with no purpose, with no direction, completely unhappy, completely unsatisfied. 
how does this all connect to creativity, right? Why am I philosophizing about existentialism and being here now and enjoying it and all that? Well, because actually creativity is the simplest cure to anxiety and existential dread or pain or suffering. It's been proven through numerous studies that creativity, art, engaging in artistic or creative self-expression lowers cortisol levels and gives you a feeling of purpose. Gives you confidence because you are solving problems as you're being creative. Improves you cognitively. Lowers your stress levels. Sometimes you go into flow state, which feels like a miracle within itself. Shows you what you're capable of. And even if the results of a creative time is not art. It's okay because regardless of people who think they're artists and who think they're not artists, all creative time benefits people. They feel better afterwards. So if you are feeling a lot of dread, one very simple way of getting out of this hopeless mindset is to give yourself a little bit of time to do something creative for you. If you don't have a journal yet or a sketchbook, go get one. Don't show anyone. It's for you. If you want to show people, show people. I keep saying this, I know, but I want you to hear it because if something is holding you back from being creative, you're missing out on so much. It breaks my heart. And how is that going to help? It's going to help you feel purpose. It's going to help you feel less stress. And through that, you're going to be happier. And if you're happier, you're going to treat people around you better. And they are going to treat other people better. It always affects everything. Somebody yells at you, you go yell at your husband. Your husband yells at the kids. The kids yell at the cat. The cat scratches you. (laughs) I don't know. Um, It always adds up into more anxiety and more anger if we don't address these feelings. So if we stop somewhere and one of us, even just one of us, takes the time to be creative and feel better, people around them will be better. And if we can just spread this idea that a little bit of creativity could heal so many of us in so many ways, Maybe we can all feel a little bit better about what's happening. And creativity, as I said, allows for creative problem solving, allows us to access parts of our brain that is geared to problem solving. So maybe we can collectively or individually come up with ways to make 
things better that seem so bleak right now? Do you know what I'm getting at? <laughs> if we're all angry and yelling at each other and are unha unhappy, we're only going to breed more of that. We need to break that cycle. We need to reach out a helping hand. Say you're a teacher. Tell the kids they're all artists. They're all creative. They all have a voice and it's important for them to enjoy it. Don't ever tell someone they're not good at something. We all remember someone like that that said something like that to us and that hurt us and we still remember. Remember that. Don't be that person for a child who will then become an adult and have these thoughts and memories that affect how they feel about themselves. Do you think the biggest dictators, the biggest, just the meanest, worst people who have been on this planet and are on this planet, do you think they are secure in who they are and they're happy? I fear that they are not, or they were not. There was something they couldn't achieve, something they were resisting, and it all came out or comes out in an unhealthy way in another way. It's our responsibility to spread this idea that creativity and art will heal humanity. I know I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. <laughs> oh, imagine. Hmm? Okay, I know, I know. Once again, it has become somewhat of a rambly episode, has it? <laughs> There's like four people who like this and then everybody else, I guess, is just like, oh my God, I'm going to turn this woman off. That's fine. If I can help four of you or five of you, it's fine. That still makes me happy. And hopefully that few, those few people listen and possibly learn something or feel better can just pass on the ideas to make other people people feel better hey maybe tell your friends about it definitely subscribe and review please 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 it helps i just want to be heard and my only mission is to spread hope and creativity huh <laughs> okay so creativity will help you with your existential dread and your fears and anxieties. It will help you battle your inner demons and to feel better and get better. And it will in turn boost your confidence too. It will make you feel more courageous if you, for once, share something you make. You don't have to, but if you do, it'll give you courage. It's little practices, exercises in developing qualities that you know will benefit you. And the only way to get better is to work at it. 
is to practice. I used to listen to the news all the time and I would feel so horrible because the world is a horrible place and horrible things are always happening and it's getting worse I would think and the people are getting worse and more impatient and angry and then I would find myself not being able to deal with all that taking onto my shoulders the weight of the world and what can one person do right not right we can all do something and the moment you start doing something you start feeling better but for God's sake, turn off the news. Don't look at the news app. Not all the time. Be aware. But also be aware that what you're being bombarded with is not all of reality. It's all the bad stuff. The good stuff is all around you too. If we all want the future to be a better place, we have the power to change it, but we all have to feel better. I know. It's like you have to believe to be able to do anything, but believing is so hard, right? It always comes back down to that. Okay. Lastly, a little bit of homework for you. When you are done listening and Today, please, in the day that you've listened to this, take a piece of paper and write down your biggest fears. Just write them down. I know, it's scary, right? Just write them down. And then take uh, markers or paint or something and paint something beautiful over them like a flower, like a planet, like a galaxy. Can't paint something beautiful? Take a black permanent marker and paint it all black, just the whole thing. You can't see the writing anymore. And then over that, if you have any like white out or white paint, I have this stuff called Dr. P.H. Martin's Bleed Proof White. That'll work, acrylic paint will work, a gouache will work, a Posca marker will work, a white marker. And write change on it, just change. Or write hope on it. Doodle on it. It's the power of ritual. We're just trying to address the worries, the fears that are bigger than ourselves, that are not just about our lives, but are just about humanity and our planet. Write them down. But empower yourself with change and hope for change. Promise to yourself that you'll do at least one thing to make it better. Is it going to be start recycling? Make better choices as a consumer? Start composting? Stop eating meat? What is it going to be? 
pick your change and do it. And I promise it's going to make you feel so much better. Thank you for joining me. I'm Rose Stardust. This is the Creative Elixir podcast. It's your elixir to feeling more creative and better. I hope you were inspired to take some steps in your life to battle existential ponderings or existential dread. I hope you can sink back into this moment and grow. And most importantly, I hope you can go be creative and pass that creative bug on to whoever you meet and talk to. Let's do it. Let's change the world together. Thank you for listening. Check out the show notes for anything I may have mentioned. If I have forgotten, check out the Instagram post. Um, And all those links are going to be in the show notes. But our Instagram is at the creative elixir. My personal Instagram or art Instagram is brujeria underscore studios. A little bit of bio on rosestardust.art. Come connect with me. Come give me some feedback. Talk to me. Pick my brain. Let me pick yours. I hope you will find me somewhere. I hope you'll subscribe and share this with friends and family. So nice to have filled your ear with thoughts and ponderings. Have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful night. Have a wonderful week. And I'm thinking I might take a break next week and then have another podcast episode the week after. I need to kind of gather my ideas and see what series I'm going to do next. I don't want to keep rambling on about stuff, but I guess I love philosophizing and hopefully you enjoy listening to me philosophizing. So talk to you in two weeks, guys. Now, go get creative.